Good evening. Um, we welcome you tonight to a segment at First Baptist Broad focusing on persevering women. My name is Dr. Lynetta Anderson, and it's certainly a pleasure to be, um, I say the word guest, but I've visited this church so many times, I call it my second home. And I thank Pastor Norman for this invitation. Tonight we're going to talk about subjects that are near and dear to our heart, and that's the health, both physical and mental health, of the women that serve both this church, our communities, and most importantly, our families. And tonight, Ms. Ashley Stewart and I will um, just basically have a casual discussion talking about some of the current climate issues um, and situations that are really impacting the level of stress that women, in particular young women like Ashley, um, suffer from. And I wanted to just start, first of all, with a topic that um, almost any woman that's had a baby has either faced or experienced to a very mild degree that of postpartum depression. Now, I know, Ashley, you have two children. Correct. And um, do you want to share a little bit about what motherhood, um, in terms of expectations and reality, how those two merged and can be quite different from one another? Yes, ma'am, definitely. So expectations of motherhood, you know, we have... Um, social media or you know we may have just looked at our moms when you know when you're growing up and you see your mom it looks so easy mm -hmm. it just look, looks like she's getting everything you know done with no problems and then you look at social media and you see all the family pictures mm -hmm. and the cute babies and things like that and you know you're like oh okay I everything's can't wait perfect to be right? yeah that's <laughs> what you see because you don't it's not the reality you're just seeing pieces of it and so you know most women, we want to have, um, you know, get married, have families, have kids. And so, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I can't wait until I'm a mom. And so when I actually became a mom in 2016, that was very, very different from um, what I saw. The reality is that it's hard. It's extremely hard. It's extremely frustrating sometimes. Um, it's complicated. You love them. They are the joy, you know, of your life, the light of your world, but it's really hard being um, a mom. It's a lot that comes with it, and this even for me as a mom who's married. So, you know, I can only imagine some of the struggles that single mothers may go through. Right, and you're highlighting <laughs> some of the really essential components to why some women may struggle a little bit more with mm -hmm. postpartum depression. Um, there are certain risk factors that we look at that certainly can set a woman up for having a more mm -hmm. difficult and challenging time once the baby is here. So expectations are pregnancy's beautiful. And it was really hard, mm -hmm. both of my pregnancies, my first pregnancy, I felt horrible, horrible. I was sick all of the time. It wasn't beautiful by far. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and with my second one, everyone was saying, it'll probably be easier. It'll probably be different. That one was just as hard. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely. So what people said was the expectation <laughs> was not your reality. And, yes, and, and just helping patients stay prepared for um, the possibility that the early phase of pregnancy can have you know, nausea and vomiting, mm -hmm. extreme fatigue. Um, it may challenge your ability to work completely to your best. Um, 
situations may be in place that cause dysfunction for your life. Um, you may be single, you may be uh, age-wise, very young, you may be very mature. And, and there are a lot of social judgments that go along with just expressing the joy that you feel and sometimes the, the social pressures that are placed on young women um, having babies when they're not financially mm -hmm. or emotionally ready mm -hmm. um, can be very significant. So when you take the news of, I'm pregnant, home, <laughs> that doesn't always get received with complete joy Correct. on the other side. Mm -hmm. um, many of these young women are facing um, support issues, mm -hmm. whether it's the father of the child, whether it's the home that they live in where no one was expecting mm -hmm. um, this outcome to be reality, um, whether it's financially being independent enough to even withstand the, the burden that ha having and raising a child to the best of your ability brings. All of these things can make the individual feel differently about the upcoming months. And that's not even inclusive of the medical problems that we have to counsel mm -hmm. patients about. So as African-American women, um, you know, one of the big uh, healthcare disparity issues that we're facing is the outcomes where African-American women are physically at higher risk mm -hmm. for complications during their pregnancy. Those complications are mostly related to hypertensive disorders in pregnancy, um, but also issues related to bleeding disorders. Uh, most often, they go into pregnancies more anemic than the average mm -hmm. patient. So when we look at outcomes, they're two to three times more likely to die, to have low birth weight infants. So we're not even considering the things in your situation yes. that were normal. Mm -hmm. um, you had good family support. Yeah. You had normal pregnancies mm -hmm. for the most part. You made it to full-term status. Yeah, you, you had vaginal deliveries. Mm -hmm. So if I'm the patient that goes into my birth experience expecting natural labor, um, tolerating my pain, you know, um, without medication, and then I end up with an epidural and emergency C-section, my expectation, once again, doesn't meet my reality. Mm -hmm. And so my, my level of joy gets affected by what I've physically experienced mm -hmm. and how my recovery period goes, because it's very different having a normal vaginal delivery versus a cesarean delivery mm -hmm. and how I physically feel and my ability to care for my child. Um, when we think about risk factors, though, specifically for postpartum depression, mm -hmm. what we worry about, people who carry a lot of anxiety prior to pregnancy are mm -hmm. prone to postpartum depression. People with a history of depression or family history, mm -hmm. people with all of those unusual stressors or traumatic events that we just kind of outlined, yeah. they are at high risk for um, postpartum mm -hmm. blues, which can very quickly lead to pro postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. So how big of a problem is this? I mean, you're healthy, you're beautiful, you're young, you're vibrant. And um, do you want to share a little bit about what your experience was? Yeah, so with my, um, with my second son, I'm, I would say that I'm doing very well. Mm -hmm. I'm doing better. Um, but with my first son, it was... Um, extremely hard for me and you talk about 
um, those pre-existing conditions and what's going on. And so I think that one of the big parts um, of that was probably my grandmother as well. I was really, really close to my grandmother. That was like a mother to me, like my second mother. And she passed away when I was six months pregnant and so I think that that had a huge (laughs) um, impact on it because there was a very traumatic event for me this is someone who I've been with since I was a baby we've been in the same house so this 27 years she passed when I was 27 years old and I've been in the house with her since 1989 (laughs) and so I think that there was a um a huge impact on um on my postpartum depression um when I had my son I would say that another um factor was that I was my only child and so I grew up by myself um just me and my mom you know I would go visit my dad's on the weekend but it was mostly me Mm -hmm. always by myself Mm -hmm. unless I called friends over or something like that and so all my life you know I'm just like this poor young lady Mm -hmm. I'm just by myself everything is all about me (laughs) yeah Yeah. everything is all about me I can buy whatever I want I can go anywhere anytime I want so now I have this baby and they 100% take over your life Mm -hmm. you can't you know you can't do anything Mm -hmm. without them I'm a person just, I'll, honestly, I enjoy my naps. Right. <laughs> you know, you right. know, you have a child. That's over, so you can't right. hardly sleep. You know, I couldn't hardly um, eat. You know, even if I just want to get out, I have to, you know, call, hey, do you mind keeping him, which is something that I don't really, you know, like to do or whatever. And his dad, he was a great support and is a great support. Um, my parents, my aunts, they're great supports, but I still feel like ultimately as a mother, this your child, so it falls heavily on you still, even with the support system, you still, you know, are doing the bulk of the work this for child. And it's a lot on you. Mm-hmm. And not only when, you know, like I said, I'm, 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 I'm just going from being by myself to now having this little one who's dependent on me 24-7, 365. I was just dealing with my grandmother. And then I work. I'm like in a leadership position at work, and so it's not um, not necessarily a stressful job, but it is. It's a lot to do, mm-hmm. and so you take you now being a working mom to a new baby, grandmother just um, pet grandmother, other mother just passed away. So that was very um, traumatic, traumatic and a hard yes. experience for me. Absolutely. Yes, with my first son. Yeah, having the rug pulled from underneath you mm-hmm. in the middle of your happy time yes. is not an easy thing to deal with. Yeah. Um, one of the things we talk about when we talk about perseverance and being able to um, withstand these traumatic moments in your life and not just deal with them, but deal with them, process them, and become stronger from them, Mm -hmm. it does take a village. It Mm -hmm. does take being able to take a moment and recognize what you're experiencing because we always talk about work-life balance, right? Mm -hmm. But when you have a baby, the balance is completely (laughs) thrown off. no such thing. (laughs) I mean, you're lucky if you get a shower and a two-hour nap, and no Mm -hmm. one can really explain what sleep deprivation feels like until you've experienced it. And any mother that sees you, that has journeyed through it, she recognizes it. They immediately Uh come take the baby, you go take a nap, go take a shower. So Mm -hmm. when we do have new moms in our community, um, being a faith-based institution, Mm -hmm. we do owe a level of support and and, uh, what I call safe space and safe places Mm -hmm. for mothers to come and share 
some of what this journey has challenged in their lives. So you want to be a good spouse. You mm-hmm. want to be a great mother. Yeah. You want to be an excellent coworker. Mm-hmm. And then you have family and friends that, that mm-hmm. pull from you. Mm-hmm. You only have so much energy to give. So when we talk about work-life balance, there are truly periods in your life where this is meant for my baby. Mm-hmm. And I know right now I have to make this child my priority. Then there are phases where you're meant to be super productive at work Mm -hmm. and to really be able to have the freedom to dedicate to that. Mm -hmm. Then there are phases where you're supposed to be the super wife, the beautiful (laughs) wife on the arms of your mate. How do you balance all of that when they're all pulling at you at one time and you feel like all you want to do is pull out your hair and crawl under the cover and take a nap. What, 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 um, who did you seek as your source of support? My, I would say my, um, spouse, he's a great support. Also my aunts, my mom, you know, my aunts, they're open to tell me, you know, they have to get on me and make me like bring me the kids, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, because Mm -hmm. like you said, you do, they're your kids. So you want to be their mom. And you want to be their wife. Yeah, You want to be able to go to work. Who should show weakness, right? (laughs) Yes, correct. And do all of this at one time. So my aunties are literally like, Ashley, bring me the children. You know, it's okay. You don't have to have anything planned because if I ask somebody to keep my kids, it's maybe because, you know, me and my husband are probably going on a date or something like that. It's never just because I need to rest. And so they're like, it doesn't have to be just the days that you're going to work and we keep them. Or it doesn't have to be just um, <clears throat> when you all are going out. Sometimes if you need rest and you need a break, that's okay to recognize it and say that call us and bring us the keys <laughs> so well and as as african-american women i think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to mm-hmm. always be the strength in the family and having a baby um, challenges that position of strength because mm-hmm. physically you're not fully there mentally um, mentally <laughs> so much is changing mm-hmm. hormonally your body is swinging every week in a different direction and don't add breastfeeding and no yeah. sleep in the, in the mix. That's another job. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it's also one of the most beautiful experiences mm-hmm. a woman can go through. Creating life is one of the things that connects you so close to God mm-hmm. and so close to, I think, what family really means because it's a love that, that transcends anything you can create with mm-hmm. another you know, yes, partner. Yes. Um, with the sister, creating life is a bond that is very, very, very unique. And God created it in a unique way so that as women, that connection was so powerful, you would do anything you could ever do Mm -hmm. to make this outcome successful, which makes it very hard when then you are now the patient not feeling those good feelings. Mm -hmm. You're feeling fatigued you're feeling like the baby is the problem Mm -hmm. or that I'm so overwhelmed I can't do it or I do everything with so much anxiety I'm not completing any Mm -hmm. task and people can come and look at the beautiful Ashley and they see a different person Mm -hmm. you're disheveled you're not thinking clearly you're frustrated with everyone and every little thing that you're doing and so when patients are suffering through those things it really is sometimes 
more important for the people around them to be aware of what postpartum mm -hmm. depression mm -hmm. can, can look like and, and the symptoms that are exhibited because the patient only knows, I'm trying to be a perfect mother mm -hmm. and it's not working out. That's all you know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even realize you're in this deep state that sometimes needs counseling, sometimes mm -hmm. medication therapy. Um, you need to pull away and just regroup even if it's just four hours. Exactly. And so trying to be a tower of strength in a moment of weakness is always going to be a real conflict for mm -hmm. patients. Mm -hmm. So seeking help is a sign of strength. Letting your, your voice be heard um, and having safe spaces. Um, we have a couple of places that we use all the time. Um, the Appleseed Center mm -hmm. is centered care around women and their end of pregnancy and postnatal period. They do a fantastic job as a referral source for our patients. 24 hours a day, they have a, a psychologist that's available and counselors immediately available. The Universal Parenting Place at Baptist Women's Hospital mm -hmm. serves the same role, 24-hour access for parents during the first uh, five years of their children's lives. Mm -hmm. Um, they've expanded their sites to include White Haven in North Memphis, so we do have a much more expanded community effort to yeah. try to assist families going through some of these traumatic events early in life. Mm -hmm. And they're life-changing because the home is only as happy as the woman. Yes, right. <laughs> When you're happy, everyone's happy. <laughs> when you're well, everyone's well. When you prosper, everyone <laughs> prospers. So the more we can do to keep the, 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 the childbearer, mm -hmm. the life giver, the source of energy for not just the children, but the spouse as well, the happier mm -hmm. the spouse. Because if you're depressed, he's not happy. Mm -hmm. um, so how did you and your partner have these discussions? Um, he's, um, he, let me start by saying this. Greg is, he's a psychology major. He's always been into psychology. Very good. And so, <laughs> he loves to try to counsel pays people attention. and give advice. <laughs> yeah, he pays attention. Mm -hmm. And so, it's not hard to have those um, conversations with good. him. I'm able to go to him and say, I feel this way. Good. And he will help me process through Most it excellent. or he will you know notice it and ask me what's going on and I can speak to him mm -hmm. and we can um talk uh through it and I actually <clears throat> I'm just being transparent I know you talked about therapy it's actually something that I did and he kind of joke with me like why are you paying for a therapist <laughs> and, and I have a therapist here <laughs> but I actually did um see um a therapist that is mm -hmm. something that I did when I realized and I want to say thank God that I did but when I realized that I were, was experiencing um, symptoms that I wasn't myself that I was acting different um crying all the time not eating like my mama had to sit having to tell me like you have to eat something you're breastfeeding yeah. what are your child what is right. the child going to get um and so when I noticed that I did you know reach out and start to receive um <clears throat> counseling services for that which I feel like um more women should do if possible. Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, money and things like mm -hmm. that, um, the accessibility of it sometimes, the stigma behind it mm -hmm. um, may be barriers, but I feel like it's effective mm -hmm. um, and it's a good and, tool and for And one of the too. nice things about seeking a counselor that's outside of your church family, mm -hmm. outside of your immediate family, is that it's objective. 
Mm. <clears throat> you may be a little freer to express thoughts that may not be so positive about what you're going through. Mm -hmm. Some of what your frustration may, may be related to your spouse. Yeah, <laughs> so why you may not me why right? I gotta go get a therapist because I may be talking about you. <laughs> That's right. And some of that is, and it may not be negative about him, but mm -hmm. it may just be your inability to meet his expectations mm -hmm. and you don't necessarily want to have that conversation with him. Mm -hmm. So seeking help, seeking objective help, um, sharing your journey with your physicians. Now we, because this is such an under-recognized problem, the American College of OBGYN has recommended that every postpartum patient be screened for postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. So they fill out a little survey and if they meet criteria mm -hmm. we you know kind of bring them back for extra counseling and make recommendations if therapies need it yes ma'am and i do we um i do that i did it with my first son and i did it with the um with my second son actually they do that at their doctor's office good. i guess there's something that at the pediatrician's office yes, as well so good when we take them to um the doctor when my when i had my first son i would go i would do it you know, every first few appointments that he had, and then I did, I had to do with my second son, and I noticed that with my second son, I was fine. It was totally different from when the questionnaires I was receiving, the answers that I asked with my first son. So, yeah, the pediatrician office does that as well, and I think it's very effective because when they, like when my first son, when they did notice that I was going kind of low, like saying that, you know, I was depressed, I was crying mm -hmm. more than usual and things like that, they did try to offer, you know, tools and tips to help. They did try to suggest to my spouse like you know maybe you should kind of stay at home with her a little Assist more and little things like more. that yeah mm -hmm. maybe you should be of bigger assistance things like that and so this is something that i found and for the patient allowing the village to help and mm -hmm. aid them because <clears throat> sometimes you feel like i own all of this yes, i'm superwoman <laughs> Well, it's such a big issue. I mean, <clears throat> half a million patients a year suffer from postpartum depression, and so um, increasing community awareness can really help patients move from pain to healing a lot more efficiently and um, ideally with a lot less pain in their life um, because it harms everyone that you love. Mm -hmm. um, and so I appreciate you sharing your journey with us. Yes, ma'am. No and problem. for the 15% of women that um, meet criteria for postpartum depression, help is out there. Um, seek your doctor first, but there are many community supportive services that are available to you. So it's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign mm -hmm. of love for your family that you want to be whole and well and complete as you embrace this journey of motherhood. Thank you. Yes, and I agree <laughs> with everything that the um with doctor with everything that the doctor said. I 100% um agree. Like I said, it's something personal for me. Um, so that's why I just wanted to share the experience. Be um very transparent that if you are um experiencing it, you're feeling any of um the symptoms, you can very well reach out um for help, whether it's um through your um family support or friends my friends were a great support too i have to put them out there mm -hmm. can't leave them out um maybe someone in church in the ministry but please make sure that you um seek help it can make a big difference <clears throat> dear lord we come to you right now um thanking you for uh this day yes. thanking you for allowing us to um, make it safely throughout the day 
and to get here safely. Thank you for this opportunity and this platform to uh, talk through um, women's issues as we continue to persevere. I want to send a prayer out right now for all of the women, all of <clears throat> the mothers. I ask that you watch over them and that you guide them, um, that you watch over everyone who's um, a support system to them. Um, we thank you for all of our blessing, and these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.